1: Good Friday morning. Ready, set, go. The Thanksgiving travel rush getting underway. Good morning. It's November 17th, and this is Today. On the move. Tens of millions of Americans set to head out today, kicking off the busiest holiday travel rush ever expected at the nation's
2: airports.
3: I am worried, but you know, you have to be home for... For
1: Thanksgiving. Weekend storms and a major cross country system in the works, expected to fuel delays. We'll have everything you need to know. Breaking overnight, pressing on. Israel carrying out new military operations across Gaza and inside Al Shifa Hospital. The push to free hostages intensifying. And here at home, the sudden reappearance of Osama bin Laden propaganda forcing social media outlets to take action. We're live with the very latest. Bowing out, embattled Congressman George Santos announces he will not seek reelection after that scathing ethics report.
4: The level of misconduct here, criminal conduct uh, is off the charts.
1: Just ahead, the evidence House investigators say shows he stole from his campaign to pay for his own bills, Botox and more. We'll have the latest and whether criminal charges could be next. Shocking allegations. Sean Diddy Combs accused by his longtime former girlfriend of sexual assault and years of physical and emotional abuse. The music mogul just honored at the VMAs denying it all. We'll have the story. Those stories plus stocking up with Americans racing to buy food for the Thanksgiving feast. We take you inside one of Walmart's massive warehouses.
5: It's really an amazing combination of people, automation, and
1: AI. How the nation's largest grocery chain is going high-tech to keep up with record demand. Today, Friday, November 17th, 2023.
0: From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cutby. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza.
1: And hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to Friday. Let's get right to it. Busy holiday Mm -hmm. season travel rush. It is on. So this
6: next week and a half could be a record breaker. Tens of millions of people expected to fly for Thanksgiving We got a live shot here. This is Reagan National, where the crowds are already building at this hour.
1: Yeah, as for the roads, AAA is expecting nearly 55 million people to hit the highways, also making this one of the busiest holidays in the year. And on
6: top of the crowds, the travelers could be dealing with not one, but two possible
1: storms. Well, we've got all angles covered this morning. From that forecast to the best times to leave, we'll start with our own Tom Costello, who is at Reagan National for us. Hi, Tom. Good morning.
7: Yeah, good morning. Well, the good news is, right, so far, so good right now. Uh, we have, according to the FAA, hardly any issues with airports nationwide. The FlightAware misery map, not a lot of misery on the map. It's looking really good this morning. And why does it start now? Why does travel start now? Because people are working remotely. So they can leave early, work remotely. They can leave late, work remotely. So it spreads out the entire Thanksgiving getaway. But the bottom line, if you're getting ready to travel, expect a lot of company.
1: We're personal
7: item? Six days till Thanksgiving, it's the start of the travel rush crescendo with the TSA expecting to screen about 30 million passengers over the next 12 days. That would make it the busiest holiday travel period ever. Airports are going to
5: be very busy. Uh, and preparation is key.
7: At Chicago O'Hare, some travelers are on a pre-Thanksgiving trip and already thinking about next week's crowds.
2: We have two trips back-to-back. Back. We're visiting my mom here in Chicago, then we're flying back to D.C., and then we're driving to Connecticut for Thanksgiving. So We got a lot of
7: travel. Yeah, we got travel. a lot of
2: travel. I'm flying on Monday for Thanksgiving, that's right.
7: And what are you thinking? Are you worried about the, tra- the crowds? Yeah, I am
2: worried. But, you know, you have to be home
3: for... For Thanksgiving.
7: The busiest days to fly next Tuesday and Wednesday before the holiday, and Sunday after Thanksgiving when the TSA says 2.9 million passengers could pass through checkpoints. In Orlando, they're anticipating a 17% increase over last year's travel volume and say passengers should arrive even earlier than they would for a typical trip. Remember
3: to follow 321. Passengers should be at the airport ticket counter three hours before their flight, at the checkpoint two hours before their flight, and at the gate one hour before departure.
7: From the skyways to the highways, where AAA projects, more than 55 million people will drive to their Thanksgiving destinations over five days. The worst times to hit the road, late afternoon Wednesday, midday Thanksgiving, and then starting around noon the Friday after. The good news for drivers, gas prices right now are averaging 40 cents cheaper per gallon than this time last year, even cheaper in the South. You're below $3 right now. Uh, We haven't seen that in a long time. Below $3 a gallon in the South, I'll take that. Pre-check, you guys, important. We have 17 million people now signed up for pre-check. That's 4 million more than a year ago. They still are keeping the pre-checked lines uh, to about a 10-minute wait. But the other lines, if you're not pre-check nationwide, you're averaging about 30 minutes. So there is an incentive for pre-check. Back to you guys.
6: All right, Tom Costello, thank you. On that note, let's bring in Dylan, because a lot of people are wondering, how is the weather going to cooperate?
2: Well, we do have the storm that we're looking at right before Thanksgiving. It should clear out in time for Thursday, but a lot of folks traveling before then. So as we get into the weekend, this is going to be the storm that's going to bring a significant amount of rain through the Plain States, especially as we go into Sunday and Monday. Heavy rain through Texas, down through Arkansas, down along the Gulf Coast, through the Ohio and Mississippi River Valleys. Then as we go into Tuesday, a lot of that heavy rain is going to take hold of the eastern third of the country with heavy rain expected across the eastern Great Lakes. Gusty winds on top of that in New England. We could start with some snow before it changes over to some rain. And then on Wednesday, this cold front will clear the east coast, still bringing a lot of heavier rain through the morning before it exits. And then on the backside of it, temperatures tumble enough so that we have lake effect snow taking hold back through Pennsylvania, into Buffalo, up into Syracuse, off of Lake Ontario. We will start to see increasing sunshine, but it's certainly going to be chilly. So as we go through the Tuesday, Wednesday travel time frame, that's where we're looking at some strong storms down south, heavy rain up and down the East Coast. And again, that snow in New England before it changes over to some rain. So it is going to be messy leading up to Thanksgiving, guys. All
1: right. We'll keep checking in, Dylan. Thank you. We turn now to the war in the Middle East. Israeli forces carrying out more searches at the largest hospital in Gaza overnight fighting across the region now leading to a fuel shortage that's led to a communications blackout and here at home there is growing outrage over a letter from osama bin laden that's now being shared on social media we've got two reports we'll start with nbc's keir simmons in tel aviv good morning
3: Savannah, good morning to you. This morning, the focus is on multiple hospitals fighting and tension in both Gaza and the West Bank. The Israelis say in Gaza, in four hospitals, they have found evidence of Hamas. The Palestinians say in the West Bank at a hospital, ambulances were stopped. The Palestinian Red Crescent says its crews were detained. This morning, medical staff emerging from Ibn Sina Hospital in the West Bank, their hands raised, Israel saying gunmen may have run there to hide after what Israel says is a counter-terror operation where at least five were killed and Palestinian officials say 47 arrested in the West Bank today. While inside Gaza, operations continue in really Al-Shifa Hospital where Israeli defence yeah. forces have been for days Won't and now die. say they have found the bodies of two hostages close by. 19-year-old Israeli soldier, Noah Marciano, and 65-year-old hostage, Yehudit Weiss, who had been suffering from cancer. We believed we would welcome her back, her daughter cries. The Israeli Defense Force says these images it filmed show the entrance to a tunnel in the hospital complex. NBC News has not visited the hospital to see for ourselves. The images showing some guns, grenades and computers. Israel says we're inside. Is it? fair to say that you found something there, but not everything you said you'd find?
5: No, we're just scratching the surface. Now, I think we need to be a bit patient, and we are, we are 100% certain that this is a base of
4: operations. If it the meant, Secretary of State American telling Lester Holt last night. Yesterday, exactly why there should be assault rifles located next to an MRI machine uh, escapes me, uh, and this is uh, compelling evidence of the fact that Hamas embeds itself in civilian infrastructure of one kind or another.
0: Multiple hospitals in Gaza
3: are under siege, lacking fuel and medical supplies, health officials say. These were scenes posted online of the Indonesian hospital in Gaza, wounded Palestinians lying on the floor. Israel says Hamas was here and at Al Quds hospital, denied by Hamas. The Palestinian Red Crescent releasing images it says shows patients wheeled south on hospital beds amid destruction. But the Israeli military warns it will soon head south too, where already more hospitals are overwhelmed. Our team this morning filming more chaos and plushies. The, the World Health Organization says civilians in Gaza are at risk of starvation. Quote, food and water are practically non-existent there. Of course, the Israelis would say that Hamas are putting civilians in harm's way and that they have allowed humanitarian aid. Savannah. All
1: right. Care Simmons in Tel Aviv. Thank you, Care.
3: Now to an unexpected and troubling
6: trend on social media tied to the war that has social media companies cracking down on posts about Osama bin Laden. NBC's senior Washington correspondent Haley Jackson is on this story. Hey, Haley, good morning.
8: Hey, Hoda, good morning. It might sound stunning that a letter written two decades ago by a terror leader is now getting new traction online in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. But that is the reality, with social media companies now scrambling to pull down those posts. The videos viral this morning, referencing Osama bin Laden's so-called letter to America, written by the late terrorist leader about a year after the 9-11 attacks. And now the propaganda getting new attention on social media in the wake of the Israel-Hamas war. Bin Laden in the decades old letter criticizing U.S. support for Israel and its policies on Palestinian territories and citing anti-Semitic and homophobic tropes. The way this letter is going viral right now is giving me the greatest sense of relief. The Guardian, which published the letter in 2002, now removing it, criticizing how it's been widely shared without the full context. And TikTok now stripping the hashtag letter to America from its search function. New research shows searches for bin Laden up 400 percent on YouTube and on X, formerly Twitter, references to him up 4000 percent since Tuesday. One journalist's post on that platform compiling some of the videos, getting more than 25 million views. TikTok saying interest spiked only after tweets and media attention from fewer than 2 million views to more than 13 million on its app. A spokesperson telling NBC News content promoting this letter clearly violates our rules on supporting any form of terrorism, adding they're proactively and aggressively removing it. YouTube saying our community guidelines apply consistently guidelines which prohibit terrorist content. X did not respond to our request for comment. The issue reaching even the White House with the spokesperson saying there is never a justification for spreading the repugnant, evil and anti-Semitic lies that the leader of Al Qaeda issued just after committing the worst terrorist attack in American history. It all comes as demonstrations pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian stretch coast to coast. All of this puts yet another spotlight on the issue of moderating content at a time of war. The New York Times is now reporting overnight this letter to America came up during a private meeting Wednesday night in which Jewish celebrities and creators confronted TikTok executives about doing more to fight anti-Semitism on that platform, according to a recording obtained by the Times. TikTok tells us in a statement, leadership has been meeting with creators and experts and others for feedback on how TikTok can remain a place for community, discovery and sharing authentically. Hoda, back to you.
6: All right, Hallie Jackson for us there in D.C. Hallie, thank you. All right, about quarter after
1: now, we've got Craig. Good morning. Hi, Craig. Savannah,
9: Hoda, good morning. Good morning to you as well. Uh, To Capitol Hill we go where a scathing report issued by the House Ethics Committee could spell the beginning of the end for embattled Congressman George Santos. Among its findings, the first-term Republicans spent campaign funds on personal expenses and luxury goods, likely breaking federal laws. NBC senior Capitol Hill correspondent Gary Hake has the very latest for us. Gary, good morning.
10: Hey, Craig, good morning. And yeah, not long after the jaw-dropping report was released on Thursday, Santos announced he would no longer seek re-election and would leave Congress after this term. But he may be leaving much sooner than that, as the chairman of the Ethics Committee has just filed a motion to remove him from Congress this morning, something that hasn't happened in decades. Even for a congressman dogged by scandal since his first days in office, the salacious details of the new Ethics Committee report on New York Republican George Santos are stunning. The bipartisan committee report concluding Santos, quote, blatantly stole from his campaign, spending campaign donations lavishly on everything from his rent and credit card bills to thousands of dollars in purchases at luxury retailers Ferragamo and Hermes, even Botox and spa treatments in Las Vegas. Some of Santos' fellow Republicans had already moved for his expulsion. Uh, My voters and I are quite aware of the fraud that he perpetuated. I don't need an ethics report to tell me what I already know. He's a fraud. He shouldn't be a member of Congress. I called for his resignation. But the sordid details of the report, including campaign cash spent on the website OnlyFans, known for its adult content, and withdrawn from casino ATMs, led members of both parties who had voted against an earlier expulsion effort to announce they now supported Santos'
4: removal. I'm hoping that George does the right thing and resigns and, and uh, leaves Congress. Um, the Thanksgiving break is a great time to do that, uh, clean out his office. I think the bottom line is um, the level of misconduct here, criminal conduct, uh, is off the charts.
10: The committee voting unanimously to refer its findings to the Department of Justice. Santos is already facing federal charges for wire fraud, money laundering, and theft of public funds, to which he has pleaded not guilty. On Thursday, the embattled congressman posting on social media that the report was a, quote, politicized smear, but that he would no longer seek reelection and would stay in Congress, quote, up until I am allowed. We won't see any kind of vote on Santos' removal until after Thanksgiving. Losing his vote in Congress would shrink the GOP's margin of control even further. But in a statement released Thursday, new speaker Mike Johnson called the report's findings, quote, very troubling and seemed to suggest he would not try to protect the Republican
9: freshman. Craig? Garrett Hake Force there in Washington. Garrett, thank you.
2: 717. Let's head over to Miss Dylan Dreyer, get a check of the weather. All right, well, let's take a look at what's going on today, where we do have some heavier rain expected through parts of uh, the eastern Great Lakes, stretching down into uh, southeastern Ohio, out ahead of this cold front. Nice and sunny, but chilly back behind this front. Temperatures in the 40s and 50s. We are looking for a really nice day up and down the East Coast, though. Temperatures today, about 15 degrees above average, topping out in the 60s and 70s. And that's your latest forecast. All right, Dylan, thank you. Uh,
6: still to come. Overnight reaction to a guilty verdict in the closely watched murder trial of a texas yoga instructor morgan chesky's at the courthouse in austin for us hey morgan
4: hey hoda good morning nearly two weeks of testimony resulting in barely two hours of deliberation coming up the key pieces of evidence helping a jury find caitlin armstrong guilty in the death of pro cyclist mariah wilson all right, Morgan,
1: and then ahead with millions of Americans set to shop for Thanksgiving this weekend, we're gonna take you behind the scenes at the nation's largest grocery chain and exclusive look this morning at the revolutionary ways Walmart is keeping up with record demand for the staples of the holiday. But first, this is Today on NBC.
6: It's 7.30. We're heading into the busy holiday travel weekend. That, of course, is our beautiful Rockefeller Center Christmas tree. And that, of course, is our
9: beautiful crowd. uh, First, though, there's a lot to get to in this half hour on a Friday morning. And we are going to start with a stunning close to that trial in Texas that we've been following so closely here. After two weeks of testimony... It took a jury just two and a half hours to find yoga instructor Caitlin Armstrong guilty of murder in the fatal shooting of pro cyclist Mo Wilson.
1: NBC's Morgan Chesky is standing by for us at the courthouse this morning. Morgan, good morning.
4: Yeah, guys, good morning. And an audible sigh of relief from the Wilson side of the courtroom following that verdict while Caitlin Armstrong sat in absolute silence. And over the course of this nearly two-week trial, her defense did it's best to poke holes in some of the evidence, GPS and DNA. But time and time again, prosecutors reminded the jury that nearly all signs pointed back to the 35-year-old who never took the stand.
6: We, the jury, found the defendant, Caitlin Armstrong, guilty of the offense of murder.
4: In a packed Austin courtroom, the final verdict in a murder mystery that captivated the nation. Caitlin Armstrong silent as a jury convicted her of killing 25-year-old Anna Mariah Wilson. The decision coming just two hours after powerful closing statements.
10: She stood over her after she shot her in the head twice
5: and put another bullet right in her heart. She fits the story they created, a spurned jealous lover.
4: The nearly two weeks of testimony telling two very different stories. With no eyewitnesses, state prosecutors linked Armstrong to the crime scene repeatedly. GPS showing her black jeep circling the block. Shell casings fitting the same caliber of handgun Armstrong owned. And DNA on Wilson's own bicycle. Prosecutors also pointing out Armstrong's 43-day Costa Rican getaway. Where they say the former yoga instructor used her sister's passport to flee the country before spending nearly $6,000 to alter her appearance with plastic surgery.
5: These are all indications of
3: guilt, ladies and gentlemen.
4: The jury also hearing about an apparent escape attempt while in custody just weeks ago. Cell phone video appearing to show Armstrong running from corrections officers while at a doctor's appointment, leading to additional charges. Connecting both women, Armstrong's longtime on-again-off-again boyfriend, Colin Strickland, a competitive cyclist like Wilson. In testimony, he admitted to changing Wilson's name in his phone and deleting their texts after the two met for dinner and a swim the night she was killed, while stressing his relationship with Wilson was no longer romantic, just friends who both love cycling.
12: It is all Mariah wilson is
4: Known by friends as Mo, Wilson was a rising talent in competitive cycling.
12: I really put a really hard effort
5: in at the end.
4: This morning, as friends remember a fierce competitor her family clinging to memories of a beloved daughter as justice was served. And a very emotional moment followed that verdict when Mariah's own mother took the stand, sharing that the same joy she felt as a mother seeing her daughter enter this world was matched by incredible sadness when she realized that daughter was gone. Meanwhile, Caitlin Armstrong now faces up to 99 years in
9: prison. Savannah. All right, Morgan, thank you very much. We turn now to that shocking lawsuit filed against Sean Diddy Combs, his former longtime partner, R&B singer Cassie alleging that her relationship with the music mogul was filled with abuse and violence. NBC's Chloe Malas has the details on this one. Chloe, good morning.
12: Good morning, Craig. Cassie says that she's finally ready to tell her story after living in what she calls years of silence and darkness. Now the rapper denying all wrongdoing, his team calling the allegations outrageous. This morning, music mogul Sean Diddy Combs facing a slew of allegations, including rape and sex trafficking, in a stunning new civil lawsuit filed Thursday by his longtime partner, singer Cassie. According to the complaint, Cassie, whose real name is Cassandra Ventura, alleges Combs asserted complete control over her personal and professional life. Throughout their relationship, Ventura says that she endured a cycle of abuse and violence for more than a decade. The lawsuit even detailing Combs thanking Ventura during a Lifetime Achievement Awards speech on BET last year. Cassie for holding me down in the dark times. Love. She's also accusing the rapper of forcing her into unwanted sexual encounters with male sex workers through the use of illegal substances and threats of violence. Saying Combs allegedly recorded the sex acts to reinforce her inability to escape. The complaint going on to accuse Combs of uncontrollable rage, alleging that he often punched, beat, kicked, and stomped on her, then allegedly used his money to hide evidence of abuse, including putting Ventura up in a hotel for days to heal. Ventura also accusing Combs of rape, saying as their relationship was nearing the end, he forced himself into her apartment in 2018. The acclaimed music producer vehemently denying the allegations, his attorney calling them offensive and outrageous, writing in part, For the past six months, Mr. Combs has been subjected to Miss Ventura's persistent demand of $30 million under the threat of writing a damaging book about their relationship, which was unequivocally rejected as blatant. Blackmail. In a statement, Cassie's attorneys say Combs offered their client eight figures to silence her and prevent the filing of the lawsuit, adding their client should be applauded for her bravery. NBC News has reached out to Combs' attorney who responded,
6: she should not be applauded, period.
9: All right, Chloe we'll keep following Thank
6: you, you Chloe. Thank, Thank you. you. Coming up, the judge in the Alec Murdoch trial now stepping aside. Details behind that decision and why he could now become a potential witness
1: for the defense. But first this morning, an eye-opener from Vicky Wynn as families race to prepare for Thanksgiving.
13: Hey, good morning, guys. I am here at Walmart's most advanced automated grocery distribution facility in the world. Almost everything is robotic. I'm gonna show you how they're getting ready, not just for the Thanksgiving holiday, but also revolutionizing the way we all get our groceries. That's next, right here on Today.
0: He would lie his way into their dreams. He was looking for
12: James Bond girls. How fun would that be to be a Bond girl?
0: Then twist them into a nightmare.
12: This guy's done this before. He'll do it again.
0: Until a group of women banded together to put him behind bars and keep him there.
12: You have
2: to participate
12: fiercely, fiercely in what happens next.
0: I'm Keith Morrison, and this is Murder in the Hollywood Hills, an all-new podcast from Dateline. All episodes of Murder in the Hollywood Hills are available now. To listen ad-free, subscribe to Dateline Premium on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or DatelinePremium.com.
9: We are back, 741 Now, with today's holiday consumer. With Thanksgiving now just six days away, means it's going to be a big weekend mm-hmm. for food shopping. Oh now.
1: yeah, gotta get to it. The rush is on to finalize the menu and get ingredients for your feast. It spells big business for our nation's grocers. NBC's Vicki Wynn is here. She's got an exclusive look at how one
6: retailer is working to keep up with the demand. This is a real inside look, Vicki.
13: Yeah, it was really fascinating access. Good morning, Hoda, Savannah, and Craig. Good morning to you. As we all know, turkey, ham, vegetables. These are Thanksgiving staples. They can be a challenge for grocers because they Got to be fresh or frozen under just the right conditions to get from the growers to store shelves and then, of course, to the final destination, your house. This morning, we have an exclusive look inside Walmart's high-tech robotic fulfillment center that has never been seen by the public. What's all the commotion? It seems Thanksgiving Day is upon us. Yup, it's already here. This year, 79% of Americans say they plan to celebrate Thanksgiving which means a surge in demand for cranberries, potatoes, gravy, stuffing, and, of course, the centerpiece of the feast, turkey. Major chains like Kroger, Whole Foods, and Stop and Shop have invested in new technologies in stores and behind the scenes. Today, we are at Walmart's most advanced automated facility near Bakersfield, California. This is where they distribute fresh and frozen food, and we are getting an exclusive first look at how the nation's largest grocery chain, keeps its store shelves stocked. First, a wardrobe change. They tell me it's 34 degrees in there, so first I have to get bundled up, and yes, orange is the new black. Walmart engineer Shane Walmeyer is my tour guide.
5: Thanksgiving is actually where we ship the most volume.
13: The 700,000 square foot facility is essentially a giant refrigerator. It services 150 stores in Southern California and Las Vegas. Walmart says its state-of-the-art robotics allow it to ship twice as much product as a traditional facility.
5: Where does it all start? Yeah, this is just the beginning. So down here on the dock, we have product coming in from our farmers and suppliers.
13: Everything from brisket to broccoli, yogurt to cookie dough. Fresh and frozen items come here to be inspected for quality and quantity. Each pallet of food goes up this elevator and along this conveyor belt, where it's broken down into individual boxes. How much food is processed here and sent to your facilities, or stores?
5: At this facility, we ship about two million items a day.
13: Next, the food enters this massive sorting facility. We stopped in the center of the machine hive. So much automation. What has it done for groceries and the consumer?
5: Yeah, uh, this is is really our ability to get our product to the shelf faster and more accurately than ever before.
13: Walmeyer says when a customer purchases something in-store or online, AI instantly creates a list of products to replenish the store's inventory and determines the best way to build each pallet placing heavy, sturdier items like meat and beverages on the bottom and more fragile foods such as eggs and fruit on top. It looks like grocery Tetris. This is my
5: favorite spot in the whole warehouse because we get to see the end product that's going to the stores. Traditionally, this product would have been stacked by hand. A person would do this at about a rate of about 150 cases an hour. These robots are working at about 500 cases per hour.
13: And for frozen foods?
5: It's actually negative 15 degrees in here.
13: Okay, I'm ready, not ready, but I have my hat. Let's do it. Inside the facility, a 250,000 square foot freezer. Okay, watch your step. yes you weren't kidding it is freezing what is automation done for human workers absolutely
5: they come in here to clear jams but our associates are no longer having to work eight to ten hours in the cold
13: finally the pallets are stretch wrapped using these huge machines before being loaded onto trucks headed for a walmart store
5: it's really an amazing combination of people automation and ai working together to provide our products to our stores and get those products on the shelf faster
6: First of all, that was incredibly fascinating. It looked like you were like on a movie set of some sort. (laughs) I know, like like a Terminator
13: film. Almost the video doesn't do it justice. You want to be there to really experience it in its totality. It was very cool. Yeah, you had stuff going above you, below Uh, you, on the uh, sides. Okay, any tips you picked up along the way? So that is actually Walmart's the first of four that they're going to open nationwide, these types of facilities, which means faster delivery for us, more accurate deliveries. And also, we know everything has to be chilled. This is a good time to remind folks, a 15-pound bird needs three days in the fridge to thaw. Three days? So if you got your bird. You can keep it in there for a couple days after it's thawed, but you want to get on that now. Don't wait till Tuesday or Wednesday. Get
6: going. Wow. All right, Vicki. Thank you. Uh, 746. Miss Dillon Dreyer, how's the weather looking?
2: It's actually looking okay if you're traveling this weekend, especially as we get towards the end of the weekend. Today, though, your trouble spots will be right up into New York, into northwestern Pennsylvania, stretching down into uh, Tennessee and Kentucky, too. It's mild back through the middle of the country today, and a secondary system is going to develop out west, and that is going to bring some rain and wind to the west coast now tomorrow we are looking for much cooler temperatures back behind that cold front might start start off with a few scattered showers some sprinkles in the northeast and then as we go into sunday most of that is all going to clear out but we might see a couple of uh, travel delays especially out west towards the rockies where uh we're starting to see that snow take hold so that could cause some delays in say the denver area and that's your latest forecast
1: all right dilly dilly thank mm-hmm. you coming up, up we've got pop star you've seen this oh. oh yeah new style
9: Oh, the bus
1: cut. works for him? It's called the Melvin. Wow. He's, he went, he went he short. He wears it better than me. Yeah, I love it. Carson's going to have that. It broke the internet.
0: Guys, the stars are in the building in Studio 1A. Elizabeth Debicki from The Crown is here. We've also got Brie Larson from a great new show. If you're not watching it, you should. Lessons mm-hmm. in Chemistry. So we'll chat with them about that. We'll catch up. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. Wins and that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Next, go, give it to Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Give Order now at Acura.com.